Hello, everyone. Welcome to the AJ's Primary Preview. My name is Matt Dotre. I'm the government reporter for the Avalanche Journal. I'm joined today by Councilwoman Karen Gibson. Uh, Karen is a candidate for Lubbock County Judge, running in the Republican primary against Curtis Parrish and Gary Boren. Karen, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. How's everything going? Good. Good. Going good. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? I think you just introduced me. (laughs) A member of the city council for... Eight years now. Eight years now. In May, it'll be eight years. Okay. Hard to believe, but it's been eight years. (laughs) You're the most tenured member of the city council, right? I am. I'm a senior member. Yeah. And now... Not in age. Not in age. Yeah, we'll make that clear. (laughs) Make that clear. (laughs) And then another adventure now you're what makes you um, want to run for county judge you know um, it's it's not really a long story but uh, when I was first on council maybe a couple of years in I had talked to Mayor Martin at the time I wanted to see where the city and county could work together way back then so I'd ask him to put together a committee of some council members and some commissioners to see where we could work together mm-hmm. Well, it turned into what I consider a a media frenzy. Just it was a fiasco. All the council members were there. All the commissioners were there. Staff, media was everywhere. It was was held at the Civic Center, and nothing got done. (laughs) Absolutely nothing got done. So um, if I remember right at the time, Mayor Martin asked Judge Head to get a committee together, mm-hmm. look into it, do some studying. Well, nothing ever was done. And, the, and it was frustrating to me because I could see even back then where we could work together. There's just so many areas. So anyway, yeah. then, um, oh, it's probably been a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, one of our, our street department the head of our street department okay. got ca- got a call from one of the crews from the county out doing street repair. Okay. Apparently, the city had a pothole, and I put that in quotes, on the city side of the line. Yeah. So instead of them just repairing it, they called our guys and said, you need to send a crew out here. Well, the crew's already there. Mm-hmm. That's when, when, when Wood was telling me about that. I, something's got to be done. I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That is taxpayer money being used at its worst, in my opinion. If you've already got somebody there, fix it. There should already be something in place to get that done. Mm-hmm. And that, that is when I really, really strongly said, okay, it's time. Yeah. So I always hear that behind the scenes is that there's kind of some head, the, the county and the city kind of butt heads. You know, I don't know that they butt heads. We all get along. It's not that we don't get along. The county and the city entities don't work together. They don't mesh. The county has their duties, i.e. roads. Mm -hmm. You've got a pothole (laughs) 600 feet in, and we're not going to come in and fix it. And the city has theirs. And that would probably be, and I'm not just blaming the county, it would probably be the same way with the city. I think in situations like that, you can make those taxpayer dollars go so much further. And that's just one instance, Matt. Mm-hmm. That, that is not near the tip of the iceberg, but that's one small instance just 
that's and that's an easy can, one to point to for it sure. Is, it yeah. is an easy and, one because I'm assuming that happens all the time, and oh, especially and especially when you think about the cities. Councilman Floyd Price used to always call it a drunken rattlesnake, right? When you think Hell about yeah, this, no. the city limits, how right. you know, weird they are that you're, you'll, if you're driving east to west, you're in the county, then the city, then the county, then the city. That's right. And, you know, um, when we did that big annexation south of, of town and we cut all those out, those 212 agreements, well, now you've got those little pockets of yeah. who's in, who's out, who's in, who's out. Now you've really got big problems down there. And it just, and it's not just roads. It's parks, it's the health department, it's libraries. There's just so many different places that we can work together. Now, where are those exactly? I don't know. I think we have to sit down and really talk about that. But I don't think it's just Lubbock. I think it's Slayton, Wolferth, Idaloo, Shallow Water, yeah. all of us. How, how do we work together to make those dollars go further? In my opinion, making stretching those dollars where we're not having redundancies is, is just major. Yeah. It, it needs to happen. Yeah. But the conversations could boil down to, I mean, some of the things you described, the, ca the county doesn't help fund at all, right? Like the, like the health department. The health department is, that's right. They so, do not. so when you get to the table, it's, well, I mean, does the county have the available resources to help fund Things like the health department. I want to say the libraries too, but that may be wrong. The, they do fund the libraries to a, a very small degree. Okay. Um, I think it's around two hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Um, and that's not an easy task. Yeah. But years ago, and I'm going to say '80s, maybe. The it was the county health department. In the state statute, either the county or the city or both have to have a health department. At the time, way back when, the county decided they don't want to do it. They're, they're not doing it anymore. Well, the city had to take That's yeah. when the city took it over. Once again, everybody pays county taxes. Everyone in this county. Not everybody pays city taxes. The city of Lubbock is funding the county health department because mm -hmm. everyone from the county comes in. I'm not knocking that. I think that's fine. But I do think there's a time when everyone has to work together to make sure this is funded to the, to the best it can be, but we all have to pitch in. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to pitch in. We're not one group is paying for the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then doing that would mean more efficiency, you know, um, probably better services too, I would imagine. You right? know, our health, we have a good health department. We really do. We have a very good health department, but I think you can just stretch those dollars further. Yeah. I, I just, I believe that you can just stretch those dollars further, possibly have a little more services. We did, um, several years ago, uh, contract out some of the services, the, the water testing services, the dairy testing services those are contracted out and that did help tremendously okay okay um i want to talk with you a bit about the county judge's role when it comes to you know judicial mm -hmm. duties um that was what came up during the chamber of commerce debate a few times mm -hmm. was uh that you don't have like a judicial background do you think do you think that'll be a steep learning curve, especially when I hear that that's 75% of the job. Well, first of all, let's make clear it's not 75% of the job. The judge's role is more administration. 
in the state of Texas, a, a county judge is the administrator of the county. Um, you preside over commissioner's court, you're one voice, you're one vote, just like the commissioners. So you're not over the commissioners by any stretch. Yeah. I need to make that clear. But the budget is your job. The budget is your responsibility. I think in my world, I believe you do the budget. It is your responsibility along with each commissioner because they're responsible for their precincts. In as far as the judicial part of it, you can or you cannot. You don't have to do the judicial. That that's entirely up to the judge. Um, counties over. 300,000, 300,000 and over in the state of Texas, in the research that I have done, that they send those to the courts. There is so much administration to do within the county that the judges aren't doing that any any longer. That's not, not something the judges in the larger counties are doing. Okay. Um, if you do choose to do that, at the first of the year, you sign a piece of paper and say, yes, 40% 40 of my time I will be doing this, and you receive a $25,000 stipend from the state. So you're getting more tax money from the state for doing that part of it. I'm, I'm probably not going to be doing that. I would do the administrative part to where um, I can focus more on the budget, finding savings in the budget, making sure our law enforcement are fully funded, working more so with the elected officials that are over these different departments and making sure they get what they need, finding the savings that's in the budget now, getting that back where it needs to be instead of out from under a, yeah. a but, committee of two. So who would you de delegate that to? Because those are things like, you know, the county judge presides over mis uh, mis like probate matters. Uncontested um, probates. Guardianships. Guardianships. Mental health. Right. So who would that you would delegate that to? That would go to the district courts. Okay. Mm -hmm. And do they have the capacity see, for that? What I think you would do is you would give that to the courts and see about getting that stopping down to them to help them with that. I would still, if they needed help, be able to do the uncontested probates, the guardianships, those, if they needed help with those, I still wouldn't take the stipend because I don't believe it would be that much of my time. Okay. But once again, I, I think communication is a great thing, and you talk to the judges and see what would be best in, in their court. Anything that's contested goes to them anyway. Anything that's contested. That does not stay in a county judge's court anyway. Okay, so those are all kind of the, uh, I don't know the legal term, but kind of like the negotiation phases and things well, like that. Well, you know, I just, th I just think you, you visit with everybody. I just believe those funds could be better allocated yeah. to, to a court, and my time as county judge be better allocated at doing what the judge's job is, which is the budget, and finding those savings and making sure your public safety is funded and those departments are funded mm -hmm. correctly. Yeah. So you would focus all your time strictly on the administrative I, aspect of I feel like the I job. would, yes. Okay. And uh, yeah. Because well, I know Judge Head currently kind of does offside. I mean, he does a lot of this judicial stuff and he goes offside he a couple likes. times a a couple sure. times a week and things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that takes up a good portion of his 
day-to-day schedule is my understanding because that's what he likes mm-hmm. and I'm certainly not knocking that that's what he likes to do but and that was his choice to do that rather than do the budgeting and mm-hmm. he put that off on the commissioners and that's where the committee of the budgeting committee of mm-hmm. commissioners but I would just as judge work very closely with the auditor the auditor is the one that actually does the budget and I would work very closely with the auditor and work with auditor and those departments to make sure that that's done and those certainly those savings are found I just I, I know there are savings in that budget yeah well a much smaller budget than what you're used to much dealing smaller with in the budget. city yeah <laughs> yes and you know I go line by line now I've done it for eight years line by line out each department and you I don't care if it's ten thousand dollars you're cutting out of a department mm-hmm. that's ten thousand dollars that can go somewhere else yeah and that ten thousand dollars adds up and what do you think needs to be the focus in the budget? I mean, is it things like road and bridge? Is it things like public safety? I mean, which which Absolutely. department needs more dollars? Absolutely. Yeah, both of those? <laughs> I mean, public safety, public safety is one, number one. Roads are part of public safety. So I think those two items are your biggies. Those two, they go hand in hand. Public safety and, and roads are, are hand in hand. You know, Woodrow Road is a prime example, and I, I bring that up just because that's the one everybody's very familiar with. For sure. But when you've got people being killed on, on a road, it's time to do something. It's past time. And so that needs to be looked at. That's part of public safety. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure Sheriff Rowe has what he needs, has the people he needs, has the vehicles he needs, has equipment he needs. Yeah. So let's talk about Woodrow Road. Okay. Um, that's going to be the county's project. Uh, you know, the county's going to lead it. There's, from what I understand, you know, the city won't isn't is not in the city, and then TxDOT isn't um, that's right. that's getting a involved. County road. So, it's a huge, it's a big project. I'm hearing thirty million dollars. Um, I feel like bonds. That would be a bonded project. Is that accurate? Could be if they choose to do it um, with cash. You know, you don't have to do. $30 million in a year. And th- this is what I, I don't understand at this point. I don't, it, it, I don't know why they haven't done a mile at a time. That's been coming for a long time. That area's yeah. been growing for a long time. It's not been a surprise. That school's been growing for a long time. It hadn't been a surprise. A mile at a time, five years ago, we're five miles in. I don't understand why it hasn't already been started and done. Now, with that said, I do know that they have started, um, I I believe they've started their environmentals on it. Okay. So if you were to do it a a mile at a time, then would you be able to pay out of it? Just pay You know, if they've chosen to do it cash and do it a little bit Mm -hmm. at a time, that should have, in my opinion, this is my opinion, Matt, but... I don't know why they hadn't foreseen that before today. Yeah. <laughs> before election time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's where I'm so frustrated. But as county judge, that's where I, th- I think you, you just lead. You just guide. You start start the conversation early. What's next? Where are their priorities? Get with your commissioners. Say, okay, what, what's your pro- Let's look at the priorities in your precinct. Let's look at the priorities in your precinct. Where are the, where's the funding going to need to be for this next year? Okay. And then for the next year. 
and the next year and look at it years out. Don't just look at it for right now tunnel vision. What, what have you got coming up? Mm -hmm. That, and, and I take that from council. What, what have we got coming up that we're looking at five years, 10 years from now? Mm -hmm. So that, that's how I've been trained, if you will, to look at it five and 10 years out and what have we got coming up? Now we may have to push some stuff out but you still got a plan. Yeah, yeah. Which it seems like the county did with Loop 88 because they had, I think, $3 million saved up for that uh -huh. for just the right-of-way acquisitions. They knew it was coming. Yep, and then they're paying like a million and a half mm -hmm. each year until mm -hmm. they do their right-of-way. They knew it was yeah. coming. Yeah. We've known that was coming for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then we, so, because I feel like if you were to pay as you go with Woodrow Road a mile at a time, then that would, you know, it'd be a 10-year project. Okay. <laughs> so isn't there urgency Well, we're in 10 this years and though? we haven't had anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, would you rather it. 10 year from 10 years from now say, well, you know, gee, if we'd have just done that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's where we're at today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, that place was already building up out there mm -hmm. big time. Well, here we are today and nothing's been done. Mm -hmm. So if we'd have done it a mile at a time, we'd have 10 miles done. Exactly. Yeah. And let's talk about kind of the basic upkeep then. A lot of dirt roads in the county. Yes. Um, it almost just seems like a never-ending cycle. Sure it is. They, they try to maintain it. A big rain comes. They start from the beginning. I you mean, know, how do you... I've been talking to folks, obviously, since I've been campaigning. Mm -hmm. And a big part of the problem are the bar ditches. Not, not as much. I mean, the roads are not in good shape, but mm -hmm. the bar ditches are in horrible shape. The bar ditches are to where there's nowhere for the rain to go. They've built up, they, I guess they've graded the roads out and graded the roads out to where it's all gone into the bar ditches. There's nowhere for the rain to go when mm -hmm. it does rain. And it will rain again, eventually. Eventually, <laughs> it yes. Will. It will. It always does. And then when it does rain, now we've got folks stranded in their homes because there's nowhere for that water to go. Now is the time to be looking at that. I'm sure they are. I'm not saying they're not, but... I think now's the time when you look at those places and say, let's get this cleaned out now mm -hmm. because when the rain comes, we're going to have to have somewhere for this stuff to go. Yeah. These people need out of their driveway. Yeah. So but do they have the manpower to do that? Because that makes sense. And I, and I feel like the county is aware of that. Yeah. They, they need are. to better maintain the sure. bar ditches because even the bar ditches that exist, they're overgrown with weeds er, during the summer, and then even runoff can't get into them even then. Mm -hmm. So is it just a matter of manpower? Is it a matter of equipment? I mean, how do you – or can you – do you feel like you could just be, show up day one and talk with the public works department and say, hey, Well, I think you show up and, and talk to the commissioners and the public works and say, okay, where are we at? Yeah. What What is it that – is holding you back mm -hmm. and show me your plan show me show me where you're working show me what your next step is show me the bar ditches you've done let because there's a bunch of them out there yeah. i'm not saying there's not mm -hmm. and so let's look at it let's look where the priorities are let's make sure we get the people with the homes right there in those flooding mm -hmm. areas let's get them to where they can move yeah and be mobile first and then the, this other stuff let prioritize prioritize this stuff to where you know where you're going next yeah yeah i and think that's my beef okay <laughs> and let's talk about um, public safety uh -huh. um 
I feel like the county has, so two years ago, it was more narcotics. It was mm-hmm. another narcotics team. Uh, last budget, uh, the county approved, you know, $2 million for better communication devices. Um, so it seems like the county has been proactive with the sheriff's needs. Um, well, I guess, do you feel like the county has been proactive with the sheriff's needs? I do. I, do. I think... Um I think the sheriff is always going to be needing something. That's one thing with a growing county you're always going to have to have is fully funded public, public safety. That I, That's just a given. People need to feel safe. They need to feel safe in their homes. They need to feel safe on the roads. They The narcotics issue around Lubbock County is not, not good. I mean, I've, I, with me being within the synthetic marijuana realm yep. and everything I did with that and studying on that I'm, I stay very in tune with that still and so the narcotics issue within Lubbock um, is going we're going to have to stay on top of that Kelly and um, Chief Stevens work very very well together and they're working hand in hand but that's not always been the case the the chief and the sheriff have not always worked well together mm-hmm. but now this chief and kelly work very well yeah. together so i think we're on the right track i think you just got to make sure you give them the tools they need to fight that war yeah. and it's a drug war without a doubt it's a drug war that 27 corridor i-27 mm-hmm. going from here to amarillo and then the highway going from here down south that is just it's a nice little mainstream for mm-hmm. them and we're out here in the middle of nowhere so they have to fight it it's a constant battle yeah something i also want to talk with you about public safety is ems services mm-hmm. um i want to get your thoughts on that if because the county helps fund um these volunteer uh Fire departments. Fire departments mm-hmm. and EMS services, and it seems like the EMS service has been strugg- have been struggling ever since UMC decided to respond to all calls inside the city. Um, do you think uh, EMS services have can improve? Well, the county doesn't actually fund the EMS services. They do fund the fire the the volunteer fire departments. Okay. They do help fund them. Okay. But the EMS services are, were actually um, funded through UMC, through their calls. And so UMC helped to help to support them and fund them. I do think that they have finally come to some agreements on that. There was a huge issue. You know, Jeff and I led that subcommittee. Mm-hmm. We now have a standing committee on that mm-hmm. that meets, I believe they meet once a quarter. And so that has been a huge help and making sure that those standards are met. They've got a whole matrix of standards that UMC, they have four years to get up up to speed on. You've got uh, representatives from all four hospitals sitting on that. And so they're they're being measured, they're being watched. And I believe um, Jeff Hill, who's over the EMS service Mm -hmm. at UMC has, has got everything worked out with just about everybody within the county on how those services are going to work and who's going to be where. Okay. And then talk about the fire departments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are those in good shape, the volunteer fire departments? I mean, that could even go with your city-county relationships, right? Absolutely, it could. And, you know, I don't, 
I don't know um, that they're in great great financial shape by any means. I do think that there's a problem with how they're funded. That the last group that I talked to just they just get a stipend from the from okay. the county, but they're not held accountable for what they do with the money. To me, that's a problem. If the county's going to give you taxpayer dollars, you're going to tell the county what you're doing with that mm -hmm. money. Yeah. So you don't approve it? any of their budgets or anything like that? No. No. I mean, that's there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Not that I want to approve their budget, but if I'm going to give you a stipend, first of all, I'm just, it's almost just like throwing money at them. Mm -hmm. You don't know how much they need. You don't know what their, upco their upcoming issues are. And so you give them the money, and they don't have to tell you what they did with it. There's a problem there. And to me, that's got to change. If, if you're going to take taxpayer money, you've got to be accountable for that taxpayer money. You're not going to just get a stipend or money of any kind and here, go do with it what you will and not be <laughs> yeah. held accountable. There's nothing right about that. Yeah. Nothing right mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think about EMS services a lot. I guess I kind of want to go back to that. So, I mean, are they in good... Because, yeah, UMC is now taking all the calls in, inside in the, the city. city. I mean, are these EMS services in okay shape? Because mm -hmm. I always hear that they may not you know, be around for too much longer than UMC is saying that they're willing to take over all the calls inside the county. I mean, that, that almost seems like the trend in which it's moving. You know, um, when I met with Jeff Hill last week, week before last, things were going very well. Now, this is coming from him. Mm -hmm. I don't have any reason to believe he wouldn't tell me the truth yeah. by any means, but things are going well. Like I said, he's worked out agreements with the majority of them. Things are going fine as far as the services and people getting their service that they deserve, that they are entitled to. So as far as I know, things are going well with the exception of maybe a couple of spots. But UMC is able to cover those spots. So there's not a problem as of now that, that I know of. Okay. And I would think that Jeff or I won or both would know yeah. at this point. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like your time on the city council helped prepare you for this role, for Absolutely. the role of county judge? Absolutely. How so? Is it just kind of, you know, look, being in the public sector and main and approve, you know, studying a budget and improving a budget and things like that? That's part of it. I think working with people, you know, being on the council isn't, it's nonpartisan. But you work with, obviously, you, you're working with Republicans and Democrats. You're working with all realms of politicians and people. And you have to learn to work with everybody, even people that have opposite views. You have to find, find a common ground somehow. That has probably helped me more than anything because, believe me, I've been on councils where I don't have common ground with everybody. <laughs> but it's really funny because you you find that common ground and how do we reach the same goals that we need where we need to be for the greater good of this community mm -hmm. and so that has helped tremendously and over the last eight years you learn how to bring people together 
You know, you get a room full of people, angry, angry people. You've been there. You've seen them. <laughs> and then you you figure out how to make whatever is needing to be done work for everybody. And you just come you come full circle. And it's, yes, I do think it's helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's helped me tremendously. Um, so uh, one of your po- opponents, Gary Bourne, was also on the city council. Mm-hmm. You said... Um, during your closing statement at the Chamber of Commerce debate, you said Gary left when the going got tough. Can you elaborate on what you were talking about? That was during um, during his tenure on council. There was um, a lawsuit going on with uh, Ted Parker and the health insurance. Okay, it was all over health insurance. Um, he did state that he left due to family reasons, but he left the day before he was to testify under oath. That's where that came from. Okay. Did you were you two on the city council together at any no. point? No, we were not. He was on from two thousand two to two thousand seven. I came on in twenty ten. Okay. Okay. Um, you're both kind. Of, well, I wanted to talk with you during your time at the council because. You know, you were elected in 2010, and the, you know, the tax rate then was 45 cents per $100 valuation. It's now like 53 cents. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you're running on holding the line on taxes, but I mean, it has it's gone up almost eight cents since you mm-hmm. were on the council. When I came on in 2010, in 2009, there was a bond approved, and it was a almost right at five cents. When we first, when we did that over a course of four years, we brought that on over a course of four years. The mayor at the time wanted to do that all at once. And I said, absolutely not. If we're not gonna use it, if we're not gonna do the projects all at once, we're not gonna do that that total increase and, or I wouldn't have voted for it. We're not gonna do the total increase and not use that money because what you do is you go ahead and get that money and then not do another increase, but you're, st- you're using their money. Yeah. Well, there's nothing right about that. Nothing right about that. So the council at the time, we did the increase over four years. That those All four of those were bond approved. Those were for bond projects out of that 2009 bond. Okay. That, the, the last one was in 2013. We did one in 10, 11, 12, and 13. In 14, there was a two cent increase. I voted against that one. I voted against that budget, voted against that increase. In 2015, there was a penny and some odd. I voted against that one. Okay. I voted against both of those that were not tax approved or uh, citizen approved. And then the last two, we've held the line. Okay. Yeah, so I guess those those early increments, those were voter approved. Yes, sir. Bonds. From the 2009 bond. Okay. And then, of course, now there's a, there's a lot of talk, especially at the state level, about truth and taxation mm-hmm. and cities and counties keeping the tax rate steady, which in turn, you know, with the appraisal value still going up. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's still. Mm-hmm. So I guess one, I mean, you were actually one of the first you may have been the only member of the I city was, council, I, I remember, coming one. out in favor of Senate Bill 2. I mean, tell me why 
And that was interesting from an elected official. Tell me why you think that. Because it's not a problem. It's absolutely not a problem. Um, at the time, even it's, it's not a problem now. Governor Abbott's got it down to 2.5%. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I believe it was 4, 6, maybe. Mm-hmm. It started at 6, I think. It's not, you're not going to hit it. Lubbock doesn't come close. Yeah. Lubbock County doesn't come close. It makes no sense to me why elected officials in Lubbock County are going against it. It still doesn't make sense to me. It's, it's not going to affect us. If you're going to raise the taxes over that, you better be educating the people. You better yeah. be telling them why. Anyway, um, so I, I, don't, I still don't have a problem with it. Okay. I still don't have a yeah. problem with but it. But by that argument, you're almost just saying that it, the bill is pointless. It's not pointless because there's a lot of places that, that do, and i.e. that two-cent increase back in, what, 15? Mm-hmm. Back in 2015? Okay. That would have gone over. Oh, it would and have. That would, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, two per- I guess two and a half percent, which is the governor's latest proposal. Mm-hmm. Cities and counties would hit that. They'll, they'll hit the two a and bit. a half. Yeah. But the, the six, they wouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. But so are you in favor of that two and a half sure. then? Mm-hmm. Sure. I think, you know, um, with the growth in the county, as much growth as we have, there should not be a problem holding the line. You don't give yourself raises. You don't do it. You know what the job pays when you go in. Period. End of conversation. I mean, you're talking to someone who's made $25 a month for the last eight years. And by the way, I'm okay with that. I knew what the job paid when I went in. I don't have a problem in the world with it. But that's my point. You know what the job pays. You don't go in and give yourself a raise. You're an elected official. And that's what I wanted to talk about next <laughs> are these pay raises. So I guess I'm not really seeing that come up in the county judge race, but you know, that's been the talk in every county commissioner's races are these pay raises. Um, so you think they were, you, you think they shouldn't have been done because I don't think this should be done. Okay. No, I think you know what the job pays when you go in. Yeah. Period. But so, but I mean, county commissioners and the county judge, they have to approve the salaries. They're the only ones that okay, can Okay, so the here's salaries. how you do that. For the ones that are up for that election, put it on the ballot. If you've earned it, you'll get voted in with it. If you haven't earned it, you won't. Okay. So you're saying that they if if they if they want to pay increase, they need to say that during the campaign. They need to campaign right. on that. Campaign on it and put it on the ballot. Okay. Put it on the ballot for voter approval. You bet. Okay. For all elected officials? We don't work for each other. We work for the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're our bosses. <laughs> so for all elected officials, because, you know, the the county treasurer or the county auditor or the sheriff, I mean, that's kind of, kind of getting into the weeds it's a little bit. It's the job of the commissioners to give the, such as the sheriff, i.e. the sheriff, mm-hmm. it's their job to give them a raise. Yes. It yeah, is their job. All elected officials, which is county commissioners and yes. the positions that you mentioned. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think the commissioners and the judge give themselves a raise. I think it is their job, and it is the is in the state statute that they give the elected officials, the judges, the 
um, sheriff, them a raise. Mm -hmm. I do not think you give yourself a raise. The people need to give you okay. a raise. Okay. You, it's your job to give the others. It's the people's job to give you a raise. Yeah. The, the buzzword um, during the last legislative session was local control. Mm -hmm. um, and then unfunded mandates, the, uh, the county talks about them a lot. Um, do you think those, those are an issue? You know, that's kind of a, a funny thing. Um, local control, commissioners are, are I guess all, all commissioners are, are funny because they say, we want local control, yet counties are an extension of a state. <laughs> so counties do what the state tells them to do, always have. They yeah. were created by the state. So it's not like a municipal it's it's not like a home rule municipality where they do what they want, basically. Mm -hmm. A a county is a an arm of the state. So you do what the state mandates you to do. Does that make sense to you? It does, yeah. It's so, kind of a... So you're almost just saying that there's there's no local control to begin with. Well, there kind of is in a, in a way. There's some, yes, but you're still... You're mandated by the state to do certain things because you're a county. Mm -hmm. So what control exactly do you want? Yeah, so it would be things like setting the budget. There's your con um, there's there's your control. Yeah. And then, yeah. So because they are in our they're an arm of the state, they're tasked with certain funding things, thing, and especially funding things like Certainly. like like mental health and the detention center and juvenile justice and the courts and things like that that's correct so, yes so you know their issue has always been well since they're forced to do these things since they're forced to fund these things um the state needs to help the state needs to help more but that's and and that that's i would think i would think the state does probably need to help also, but that's also where you set your tax rate at. That's mm -hmm. why you set your tax rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you are given that freedom. I mean, you're given, you're given a lot of freedom, but they keep saying we want local control, we want local control, and then you say something ab ab about the raises, or, well, the state mandates that we do that. So they, li they like to flip it both ways. Yeah. So you either are or you aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very interesting conversation. For sure. And I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you're running for county judge, which would oversee, you know, part of your duty is to oversee the county commissioner's court. Um, I feel like you all could be butting heads on no. this issue. No. no, I don't think so. I think you, once again, I think you sit down and have the conversation. Okay. I get along with all of them very well, I, but I think there's a conversation in there. And just because we would disagree on items doesn't mean we would agree disagreeably okay <laughs> that's a good way to put it okay <laughs> i've agreed yeah. with, i've i've disagreed with a lot of people but it doesn't mean we get angry uh -huh. it, it's it okay mean to, do it to disagree yeah. it's absolutely okay to disagree uh -huh. <laughs> um any changes you want to see brought to you know the the functions of the commissioner's court or the way i mean any other changes from your administrative function that you want to see you know there's 
a lot of questions that I've asked, the, the, the pat answer seems to be that's the way we've always done it. Mm -hmm. I really don't like that answer. I really don't because, you know, everybody has good ideas. Everybody. And I, I, I just believe um, there's w different ways of looking at things. Doesn't mean it's a better way, but there's a different way to look at it. And it might be a better way. Just because you've always done it a certain way doesn't mean you have to continue doing it that mm -hmm. way. That might, that might have been really good in the 70s, but it may not be the best way in 2018. Mm -hmm. Let's at least look at it. And so that would be all I would ask is let's at least look at different ways to do things. Let's think outside the box. Let's everybody bring their ideas. And um, I, I just think there's more efficient ways to, to do things now than that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. Do you think, um, will you differ quite a bit? Or I mean, I want you kind of to assess the job that Judge Tom Head has done for the past 19 years, I think. I mean, he's been in that position for a long, a long time. time. Yeah, so it'll be, you know, a fresh face in there. I mean, do you think you'll do things significantly more different? I think I would, I'll be different. I, I don't think he's done a bad job at all. I think Judge has been a good judge. He wouldn't have been in there for 19 years if he hadn't have been. But I, I do think I will be different simply because I do have different ideas. I do have a different management style. Um, I will do the budget and not give it to the commissioners to do. I will work with the auditor instead of letting the commissioners work. I will... Um, have the budget done in public. I, I believe the budget needs to be done in public with all the commissioners present, N not in a committee room and then everybody come out and bless it and gee, and we're off. I just, that's not how I work. And so yes, in that, in that realm, yeah, it will be different. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it will be better. Yeah. It will be different. Do you think there needs to be more transparency? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think it needs to be much more out in the open. You know, the county has always kind of been um, just there. No, there's never media. There's never, no one ever goes to meetings. No one ever questions what they do. I'm used to being questioned. I'm used to people asking me. I'm used to, if people ask, I double check. And and I'll, I'll give credit to Michael Ward for that. She'll, she'll say something and I, I just nearly every time will double check. Yeah. So, you know, um, the county commissioner's court doesn't really have that watchdog. They don't have a Michael Ward watchdog. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's been very good, I think, for the whole council probably for that, just because you, you just double check. You may know you know, but you're going to double check anyway. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that. Do you, so, of course, these are primaries coming up and you're, you're running against two other Republicans. Mm -hmm. So voters right now are just trying to see where the differences are. So if you could, you know, I'm sure you could talk about this all day, but if you want to summarize, I mean, how do you, how would you describe to voters the ways in which you differ from the other two? Well, I, and I do think the difference is experience. Yeah. You do have one candidate with no experience and, and simply because he's an attorney does, certainly does not make him qualified for the job. Um, there's so much more involved in the job than only that judicial. The, the other candidate certainly has experience, 
He, he does have experience. And he did cut the taxes. But the aftermath of that, all of a sudden we're financing street maintenance. We're doing things that we would not have had to do otherwise. Councils since then have had to deal with some of that aftermath. And um, the Auditorium Coliseum, the 2004 bond that was passed, and that council chose not to raise those taxes even though it was voter approved because they didn't want to raise the taxes. Well, now we have an auditorium that's in horrible shape that we're going to get to vote on again. Mm -hmm. So I have the experience. I have eight years of experience. I was mayor pro tem for two years. Um, actually, I was mayor pro tem when Glenn had his heart attack and was actually mayor for just a quick interim mm -hmm. while he was in the hospital and recovering. But um, I believe my style will bring people together. I believe my style will bring the city and the county together. I have a very good working relationship with the city, with the mayor, with the council. I think we can work through ways, um, not just in the city of Lubbock, but within even the smaller cities around, I think you look at every way there is to save money, save the taxpayers yeah. money. Good deal. That's all the questions I have. I think that's a good place to end or anything else yeah. we didn't get to, anything else no, you want to add? No, just make sure you vote. Early mm -hmm. voting starts the 20th. Yeah, sounds good. Karen, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt. Mm -hmm.